0: After collecting $1.8 million in profits for two years, we sold that business for $3.6 million. Welcome to the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. This is the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast, episode 25.
1: Hey, welcome everyone. Um, If you missed episodes 21, 22, and 23, go back and listen because those were the beginnings of our origin story that we're gonna be continuing on today. We have a really special one where we get into selling a business and what that looks like for Amazon sellers and e-commerce businesses, um, how you value them, where we were in the process, and how excited we were to get that first deal done in our Amazon business. Sean? What do you think?
0: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, Seth, if you'll remember way back to 2014 when we began our journey on Amazon, uh, we joined forces after we met in 2013 and we decided that we were going to create this business specifically leveraging the Amazon platform to grow businesses and then sell those brands as micro-businesses, if you will, once they reached a mature enough state. So, Um, That was our plan from day one. And since then, we've sold dozens of Amazon businesses. But the very first one is always special, right? Um, You know, I, I brought this pillow into our mix because a friend of mine, Ryan, had brought it to my attention. that These pillows were selling in a big way at these live events like state fairs, trade shows and things like that. Um, so when I brought in the pillow, you were a little bit annoyed, actually, because I had allocated a huge part of our inventory budget into buying these pillows and, and huge container fulls of pillows when we were actually used to getting small packages of silicone products, and pizza cutters, spatulas and things like that. So when I told you we had to order 10 containers of pillows, I don't know if you remember or not, but you were like, I don't know about that. We don't really have the cash. To take care of that. And I remember saying, Seth, don't worry about it. We're going to sell the existing inventory and then use that cash to finance the ongoing containers. And it made you a little nervous because our cash, even though we had earmarked about a million dollars for inventory for growth, that was going to take up a huge percentage of that as we were growing. Do you remember?
1: Yeah, definitely. So <clears throat> guys, what this looked like was, if you're familiar with uh, with financing containers, normally a factory would say, we want 30% down, 70% um, due when we're going to ship the product, right? So what Sean was pushing us towards was placing an order for 10 containers of product. So we had to put down 30%, um, at least for the first few containers. And then as the as the bills come due, as the product's done, we would then pay off the 70% balance, and then the inventory would ship. And you know, when you are a new company, that's pretty stressful because you don't really know um, what is going to happen, you know, with all of this inventory. And uh, luckily for us, we we identified that this product that we're getting ready to walk you through this this uh, exit story. Um, was an opportunity. We knew exactly how to um, execute on Amazon, and you know, in the last episode, I think Sean, this is where we shared how we took that business from thirty thousand dollars a month to three hundred thousand dollars a month, just using one little strategy. So um, that was that was uh, you know a nerve wracking time for me, Sean, because that was the first time where we were we had to lead with um, way more inventory than I was comfortable with because we were outlaying all this cash.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, and at the same time, our sales were not only supporting the growth and and financing of that inventory, Seth, but they are actually, our sales and profits from that product were fueling the growth of our business as a whole when you look back. At the time, of course, we didn't realize that, but I remember you looking at me a few months later and saying, man, I'm so thankful that you made me order those extra containers. Otherwise, we would have stocked out because that business just took off and went, crazy, which happens to be the reason, Seth, why that was the very first Amazon brand that we were able to sell and pocket. You know, in fact, after collecting $1.8 million in profits for the first two years, we sold that business for $3.6 million because it also included the inventory. It was $3 million for the business, uh, the book of business, and then it was about $600,000 uh, worth of inventory, so three point six million dollars was the offer and and you know Seth, we had multiple offers on that business. we sold it so many times, and the deals would not even make it to the to the close, let alone due diligence so um, just it was good timing, it was a good business, it was very profitable and had a massive customer list. in fact, if I remember correctly, you were able to implement email marketing. And that business was the very first Amazon brand that we used email marketing on, right? And the results were phenomenal. Kind of walk us through that, if you will.
1: Yeah, we touched on that a little bit before, but um, you're right, Sean. So we would include a a sticker on each and every one of our pillows, and it had a phenomenal opt-in rate because our pillows that we were selling were adjustable. And it was really important as a consumer to be able to understand how to actually adjust this pillow so it works properly for you. So what we decided to do was include instructions, but not in the traditional manner. Our um, pillows were actually vacuum sealed and wrapped in plastic. So there was not really a good place to include instructions. So we included a sticker that said, hey, come to our website and view these important instructions. And at some point along the way, we got the idea, well, before they view the instructions, let's just capture their email. And so we started (laughs) building this list And more than 80% of our customers were coming to see this, to see these instructions because they didn't understand how to use the product. So they would come opt in. And then what we kind of soon realized was we had hundreds of people opting in every single day that we then could market to. And Sean, uh, this was after we had kind of learned the power of it. You know, we'd send an email and, you know, generate $40,000 in a few hours because we had a, a huge list. And it's like when you have that power at your fingertips, um, you know, that kind of changes the way that you view the business. And that actually was one of the, the bigger pieces when it, come, when it came down to negotiating the exit of that business was we like the fact that you guys have a review mechanism because you have control of your customers. And you have a launch system because you have an email list that you can launch to. Remember that?
0: I do. And, you know, you just reminded me of, of a funny story. You know, the funny stories are all the true ones, right? So um, <laughs> if we remember when we produce this video, um, if you're listening to the podcast, go find us on YouTube or look us up on Facebook at uh, Post Purchase Pro, uh, facebook.com slash Pro. What I'm going to do, Seth, I'm going to dig up these images that I'm going to share with you. I'm going to show you the offer, the screenshot of the offer for the 3.6 million and change. And then if you'll remember back in, in 2015, uh, when we were growing that business, we had actually almost stocked out at one point because we had a, we'd launched a Groupon deal with that, that team that we, uh, that we partnered with out in California on the West Coast. And then we almost stocked out a product. So I had to go find some product and, and do what I call we bought some sideways. So I went out to LA and, uh, was networking with, with another, actually one of our competitors, to be honest with you. And remember, <laughs> I went out there and purchased like, like I think it was $150,000, $200,000 worth of product yep. and had to hire a team on site to open up the product, take off our competitor's name tag and repackage it before we palletize them and ship them into Amazon. I'm going to post those those pictures. I'll put those still shots in the video when we actually produce this. It's funny, but um, I know <laughs> you weren't there, Seth, but believe me, it was a nightmare. We spent about four or five days repackaging Tens of thousands of pillows, but it was either that or refund all those orders we had uh, we had gotten from uh, uh, Group. It was Groupon or Living Social. Do You remember that story?
1: Yeah, I definitely do. Uh, that was a crazy time. So we had we had even though we had uh, bought all those containers, they weren't showing up fast enough for the sales that we were taking. So Sean had to go out there and buy inventory and repackage it and put our um, our branding and our sticker on all of these pillows, Sean. Um, before we get out of here today, I just want to touch on, you know, if you're if you're a, uh, an e-commerce seller, you're an Amazon seller, like, um, let's walk them through, like, how those businesses are valued on net profit, what that normally looks like, and then how a deal normally gets done.
0: Yeah, of course. So, um, in case you've missed it, you need to go back and watch the other three episodes, Origin Story Part 1, 2, and 3. Um, it's kind of, it's broken up by an introduction to uh, Ryan Moran in Episode 24 and his amazing book. But in the next episode, we're going to talk more about specific coaching and kind of what led us to where we are today. But a good question, Seth. Um, and, and this is the reason why we started So, an Amazon business, if it's reasonably profitable, you're making consistent sales, you have a minimum of 12 months uh, trailing revenue. Now, this is back then, the numbers are different now, but back then you were looking between three, three and a half times revenue. And that business, uh, we were pocketing. Um, Net profit about nine hundred thousand per year if we look at the trailing uh, twelve months and that's where that valuation came came from. So think about about three times uh, revenue. Now before you get all excited about that, yeah, yeah, sorry, three times profit. So yeah. before you get excited about that, you have to remember that that was five years ago. You know, today those numbers are even better, but you have to have good clean books. You have to have. No skeletons in your closet when it comes to all this uh, this this hacky hustling type of uh, black hat strategies that a lot of sellers yeah. are using because you know, banks and sophisticated business buyers are not stupid. That stuff you're not just going to sweep that under the rug and hope that it disappears. That's why it's imperative, Seth, that most sellers should be creating a customer list, nurturing the customer list to orchestrate ongoing revenue, so that you can tap in to that asset when it comes time to spike your sales, increase your profits, launch a new product, and so on.
1: Yeah, so actually, Sean, remember you and I went through the top 10 things um, that you need to be doing to prepare your business to sell for maximum valuation in a previous episode, guys, to scroll back through. there's only a few episodes before this where we talk through 10 things. If you're thinking about selling your business ever that you should be thinking about to ring the cash register for the most amount of money. And we've done it a bunch of times. That's what we structured our entire business around is kind of a brand factory, building up brands and then spinning them off. So we have a um, a little bit of an experience there and we shared it in a previous podcast.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to give you some uh I'm going to give you some insight as to which uh, episode that is. But, you know, what happened, Seth, when we found, when we would go to live events or network with other Amazon sellers, what we had found was that what we were doing was so outside of what normal would be considered normal in our industry. Right. And that the valuations that we were seeing on these very, I want to call them small businesses or micro businesses, Amazon brands that the business had you know, one year, two years worth of revenue, we were getting a lot bigger valuation when we would exit than a lot of our peers. You know, in Mm -hmm. fact, we had peers selling businesses for one, one and a half, two times, um, trailing 12 months profits, uh, net profits, when in fact we were getting three, four, and five times in some cases. So what we found, Seth, is that what we were doing was so different that a lot of other sellers were interested in finding out, what we were doing behind the scenes to grow these businesses so quickly and so profitably, and getting ranked with reviews. Um, but you know, we talk about the tip of the iceberg. What they were seeing was our Amazon business from a consumer's viewpoint. They weren't seeing what was going on behind the scenes. No one could see the fact that we were growing and nurturing a, a, a customer list that we could profit from that we could use to launch other products. And we get into a lot of those strategies in this podcast. So if you're enjoying the content, make sure you go back and look at some of our previous episodes where we talk about specifically some of these strategies. But this is the what this was the segue, Seth, if you will, into creating our global coaching where we started coaching specifically Amazon sellers on using a lot of the strategies and proprietary tools that we developed to grow our business, Seth.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, neck on the next episode, guys, we're going to be touching on, uh, kind of the, the final phase of our origin story and then bring you to present, um, how we kind of got exposed to thousands of sellers and, and helped a lot of sellers, uh, you know, exit and kind of follow the same path that we had. But, when you can get a, when you can expose yourself to other sellers that have the same goals as you, a lot of magical things happen. We're going to be walking you through that path and what it meant to us. Sean, did you find that uh, episode for the the top ten ways to grow or uh, max out the
0: valuation of your business? I did, and it's uh, pr- it was produced and published on August second this year, 2021. Building your business to sell, it's episode seven. Get these ten things right. Okay. To create a gold mine, episode seven. So go back and, and check that out. Um, next week we're gonna be we're gonna finish our origin story part five of five, where we're gonna get into more details about how we developed these unique strategies, and then we're able to share those strategies with other sellers just like yourself, all over the world. And the results, Seth, have been remarkable to say the absolute least. We were able to create masterminds. We were able to network with like top 1% sellers all over the planet and then take those strategies that other sellers were using to get phenomenal results and then share those with the community of folks just like yourself. Seth? Yeah, definitely.
1: And that actually is what... Um, spurred the idea for us to create Post Purchase Pro and bring all of the like the entire arm of our business from direct response and from actual marketing and bring it to other sellers. That's what we're doing here. And that's what we're sharing with you guys every single week. So for now, guys, if you like this episode, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our future content that we're gonna be releasing every single week. Um, but for now, Sean, this has been episode number 25 of the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. We'll see you guys on the next episode.